0: Right, um, week three, excited for Legacy. I know many of you are, too. I love it that you're coming up into the hallway with me and being like, I'm excited for this, and God's already doing this, and the stories that are coming of it are pretty incredible. So excited to, to walk with that through you. I um, I have the privilege, some might call it the pressure, to preach uh, certain holiday sermons. You know, you get into certain schedules, and then, you know, you go, oh, I should probably preach this because it's this, Christmas, Christmas Eve, whatever. And this is one of those weeks where it's like, well, it's Thanksgiving, better put together a thankfulness sermon, a gratefulness sermon, and it's interesting that we say it's like the season of Thanksgiving, or we say, well, it's the time that oh, it's Thanksgiving week. It's the week. It's the week where we give thanks. The week where we give thanks. Are you with me. The it's like oh, this is the week where we're thankful. This is the. And, and we're doing a huge disservice to ourselves if we don't have a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. If we don't have a, a whole gratitude in, in all of our walk, and all of we do. And so even though I'm talking on Thanksgiving and gratefulness today, uh, I want us to know that we got to walk out of here with this thing being a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's almost the same way said just twice. It's like you need to hear this two different ways kind of thing, right? It's like, hey, when you come into his presence, when you come into, whether it means church or whether you come into your prayer time, whether you come into your pr- whatever it is, whenever you're entering, you need to come with thanksgiving already on you. Right. Thankfulness should be on you and in you and operating in you. It's something that, that you're carrying along with you. Uh, My friend is the chaplain for the Michigan Wolverines, and so he gave me some tickets to the game yesterday. And it's funny, at the Michigan game, there's all the things and the chants and the stuff that we do, and nobody has to get us ready. So we do this thing when we score a touchdown, and then we have this chant that we do. And we do this other thing when they run out of the tunnel, hit the banner, and then we do this other thing. And then when we force a team to punt, we do this thing. We know what's coming, and guess what? We ready ourselves to be able to do it. Nobody's got to come around like, all right, section two. Are you ready? Do you feel good? See what you think? No, there's like a something burning in the Michigan fan that we're we're ready. We scored. It's time. That ought to be the way that we live. Like God blessed me this week. I'm still alive. I could and so when we get to the place, we already have the Thanksgiving built up in us. Amen. Amen. The praise just falls out of us already. So it's saying like we enter with this Thanksgiving. It's so, like, oh, Oh, well, you know, the, the song, I, you know, I, I didn't really feel that song. That song wasn't really for me. It really wasn't. So I couldn't really do a thing. Okay, well, guess what? So I wasn't really feeling that song. It's not, the song of worship is not for you to feel. The song of worship is what you're getting God to feel. Amen. 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 It, it's not about like what we get out of it. What we, it it's about what we give in it. So we got to come in with thanksgiving. We got to come in with, and this is on all of us. We all face this. And so then you also have these times where like, well, I didn't feel it, and I didn't like the way they did that, and I didn't like the way that this looked and that looked. And so then a lot of times what we do in worship or in our posture to God is we, we say, well, I didn't like that, I didn't feel that. So in return, because it wasn't what I, I'm just then going to do nothing. I didn't like it, it wasn't just right, I wasn't going to participate, so instead I'm going to do nothing. We get in our prayer time and we go, oh, I'm praying and I just didn't feel anything. And I just, it wasn't work, it wasn't flowing. And so as an alternative, instead of just keep pressing and just keep going, instead of just, I'm going to just in turn then do nothing. I'm going to close it up and I'm going to, isn't that ridiculous that we think that way? We enter with thanksgiving. It should always be on us, always moving. And here's what I would say I didn't get the same in first service. But here's what I would say, the uh, book of Isaiah chapter 61 is where Jesus even came into the temple and he declares over himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for I've anointed. But he goes on and he says that we get to put on the garment of praise in replace of the spirit of heaviness. Do you know that depression is running crazy rampant in our world, especially in our country? And you know why? I think it's because less people and less people and less people are putting on that garment of praise and thanksgiving. And they're letting that spirit of heaviness win. Amen. Yeah. we got to come into this place full of thanksgiving, full of praise. Enter His courts ready. Worship is our weapon. It's our benefit. Amen. Yeah. So don't let that heaviness be on you. You know, we've we, we got to just resist that through our thanksgiving and through our worship and through, uh, amen. Statistically, when they talk about Americans and, and their attitudes of, of gratefulness and thanksgiving, they did a study. Of Americans, uh, they did a study of everybody who uses Facebook, you may have heard me share this before, but they did a study of everybody in the world who uses Facebook, and they found that Americans, of all the countries, Americans are the most negative on Facebook, they're the most ungrateful of all the people, 73% of social media posts by Americans are either negative or have sarcastic tones, Right? And so you browse, and it's like, so we, in our hearts, instead of living out of a place of thanksgiving, we actually run to a place of, I better get to a platform where I can let somebody know how unthankful I am, how negative I am. Now listen, we're the most blessed nation by far, by far. And I could go through data on and on and on about how blessed we are as a nation, and how is it that we then, in turn, say we want to be the most negative. We're the most blessed, so in return, we're the most negative. It's just not okay, amen. 9%, only 9% of the world have a car. So if you have a car, you're rich. In the world, you're rich if you have a car. If you think about it even further, most of you, most of your cars, you're in the rich percent, the 9%, you have a car. You drive your car home and you put it in its own home, A a garage. Your car has a home. And you have people in the world with much less, even your car, which you're privileged to have, has a home. Think about it like this. Once you get into your house, once you step into your home, you can literally go over to a panel on the wall and you can control your weather inside your home. You have people in other countries literally hoping that their life depends on rain or a drought or a thing. They have nothing. And we are the most negative. And you literally can go in your home and control your weather inside your home. You'll probably leave this church service and drive around in that car. You're rich because you have a car. You'll drive around from restaurant to, where do you want them to be? I don't know. What about there? No. What about there? No. What about there? On demand, you can get food, and we still go, ah, oh, there's just nothing in town. <laughs> I wish we had a, right? <laughs> when are we going to get a? And you have all these things that you're negative about. Netflix, you're going to go home, and you're going to browse through billions of dollars of entertainment and money spent all for nothing, all on entertainment. You're going to browse through it, and you're going to turn each other's nothing to watch nothing to watch and we have all this bridge and we're gonna walk around negative because there's nothing to watch on netflix most of you i'm not going to say men or women but most of you this morning got to your closet and shuffled through everything touched everything looked at everything and you said oh i just have nothing to wear i'll put you on a plane and show you somewhere where there's nothing to wear amen how are we the most blessed and we're the most negative? We're getting it wrong. We're not thankful. We're not grateful. We're not living in this thanksgiving place in our lives. Yesterday I was at the game, and you know this because you're good Christians, and you believe in God, and He speaks to you. And so we all know that there's heaven. And then there's the big house, University of Michigan State, right below that. So, I mean, you're as close to heaven as you can get on earth. I'm standing in the big house. And next to me is this guy I don't know, and he's got his kid. And uh, and we're watching the game. We're at the big house. We're watching the Michigan Wolverines play football. And uh, they were getting very upset. Um, Like, they were using the bad swear words. I was still using the little swear words because we weren't winning by enough. We weren't really handling things, but he was using the bad ones. And, uh, and But get this picture. He's got his kid, and he's at Michigan Stadium. And he's cussing, and he's angry, and he's, Bruh, this team, and you're stupid, and you're uh, and we're so terrible. We don't even belong. We're playing like Spartans out here. Uh, like, you know. <laughs> and uh, I lied to you, Tara. I'm sorry. Go green. I said, I won't say anything, and I lied. About <laughs> And uh, but here he's got his son. How many of you come home from work? We're not doing this enough. We're not da da. And your kids are at your side hearing it all. This ain't good enough. That ain't right enough. This ain't da 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 da. And you have all of this privilege. And our kids are at our side being like, "Well, I'm with you. Don't we have this? Aren't we here?" Thanksgiving and gratefulness has got to come up, especially in the believers. We've got to get this right. Are you with me? Scripture says uh, in Thessalonians, Paul, he's giving us all these things in chapter 5. He's talking about how we need to be people who pray without ceasing. He's giving you all these big spiritual truths and dropping all these bombs. And so there's all this big stuff in there. And right included all of that in verse 18. He says, in everything, everything, in everything, give thanks. For it is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you. It's the will of God for us to be a people who give thanks, who are thankful. And and when do you do it? Well, you only do it when things work out, then you give thanks. You only do it when things come together the way that you want to, then you give thanks. No, 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 no. He said in everything, in all circumstances, even when the miracle hasn't happened yet, what are you? You're still a person of thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, above everything else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs uh, 4.23 in the voice translation, Above all else, watch over your heart. (laughs) Diligently guard it, because from a sincere and pure heart come good and noble things of life. The good things in life, the noble things of life, the God things in life come from when we care for and watch out and tend to our heart. And it's pureness. Well, how do, how do you do thanksgiving? How do you do gratitude? How do you do thankfulness? It's you guard that in your heart. You work that. Amen. You don't go, well, here comes thanksgiving. Let's take a little bit of thankfulness and put it on my... No, that's got to grow out of. That's got to be a product of the way that you've that you've tilled and cared for and, and, and made it a part of your life. Amen. I'm a long guy. I love my yard. I love mowing the yard. I'll, I'll mow the yard one day, and then I'll come home and I'll just be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go mow again. She's like, why are you going to mow? I'm like, well, I can see the dog rolled over there and he flattened the grass. I mean, go out there mowing. <laughs> just, and I, you know, take care of it and just love my yard. And, uh, and... Why do you guys laugh? Like, it's weird. It's not weird. It started on some of you women things that you spend so much time caring to. Oh, now I'm offensive i like, it's funny be that for me, so. <laughs> oh, I don't have enough time, but I would. But anyway, so I love it. I just, lo- I just like a nice, taking care of yard. So Dan Booz, uh, is a, uh, he runs Brookview Lawn Care here in town. So uh, he runs that, and, and so I have connected with him, and uh, he does the fertilization of the yard. He helped me get my sprinklers working again. And so when he came out, I'm calling him into my life, like, hey, won't you help me? And I love him because he cares. So he comes out and he's serious about it. He's 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 guarding my yard. He's, he's 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 like, all right, we gotta put this sprinkler here, and we gotta do this, and you know, we gotta do this. Because if you don't care to it, if you don't tend to it, that's when the things come in and start to hinder. Right. It's the same thing with our heart. Like if we just said, okay, we got it one time. I got the stamp of Christian. Everything's gonna be good. No, you gotta you gotta make sure stuff don't grow it in and this and that, and and uh, and, and you gotta take care of it. So I love Dan because he's. You know, he's like all serious about it. He comes out in your yard, and, and I'm like out there watching him. And he's like eating grass in different parts oh. of my yard, <laughs> <laughs> taking some with him. And I'm like, "What are you doing with that grass? I'm going to spend time with it, and I'll come back and <laughs> review long care. You got to take him out." But uh, but it matters. Like the garden of your heart needs to be taken care of. You can't just say like, "Well, there we made it. We're Christian." and everything will grow for itself, and everything will take care of itself. No, there's going to be stuff that tries to come in and steal the nutrients and take... You've got to guard that thing. And it comes to the same thing with our thanksgiving and, and all that stuff. I love the scripture. Uh, I've heard it said a different way. We have the scripture, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh my soul, bless the Lord. And people say, oh, it's a beautiful worship song. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, like this. But some people believe that the, the way that that was actually said was, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Like, my soul, you're going to bless the Lord. Like, I'm getting you right here. Like, soul, you're going to bless the Lord. Like, you're going to do it. And it's, it's, it's the same posture with thanksgiving and gratefulness. Like, I know this didn't turn out my way. I know that this isn't the perfect situation. I know the employee's driving crazy. I know this family's not working out. I know my teenagers are doing I know all of this thing is this. But guess what? I'm going to be thankful today. Soul, we're going to be thankful. Are you with me? Thankfulness—it's like what you would say to your kids. Kids, you're eating your dinner because it's good for you. <laughs> like that's what we got to say. Like in the heart, we got to say, "Look, we're doing it because it's good for us. That you're not going to maybe enjoy it all the time. It's not going to feel good all the time. But we're going to be doing it because God's called us to do it." Amen. There's this story in John chapter six. It's the feeding of the multitude. John six uh, verse five. It says, "When Jesus looked up and saw the great crowd coming, uh, he said to Philip." Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test them for he already had in mind what he was going to do. This is the feeding of, of, of 5,000 or, and most people believe 15,000. So you take the men, uh, they counted the men and then you add the women and children to it. Most people believe in 15. So Jesus sets him up. He goes, hey, uh, you know, what do you think we should do here? Philip answers. He said it would take more than half ...of a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have one bite. What he's saying is, we don't have what we need. Saying, hey, hey, what do you think we should do? And his response is, hey, like, we don't have what we need in this situation. We don't have what we need here. So then, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish... But how far will they go among so many? His answer here is basically, all we have is this. This guy says, we don't have what we need. This guy says, all we have is this. I love what Jesus does here. Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. He had Brookview out there getting everything to take care (laughs) of. Then he said, there's about 5,000 men. We know 15,000. Then then Jesus then took the loaves, and listen to this. It said he took the loaves, took what they had, and he gave thanks. He gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same thing with the fish. When they had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Go get everything else, all the leftovers, turns out being 12 baskets. One One strategy in this says, we don't have what we need. So this isn't going to work out we're not in a good situation we don't have what we need the other situation says all we have is this this is all we have and jesus says let's give thanks for this situation because i believe that my heavenly father is a multiplier i can give thanks in what i have i can be grateful for what's in my life because i know somebody who can do something with this but many of us disqualify ourselves from the blessing because we go we don't have what we need, or all I have is this, and because this is the situation, there's nothing that can be done here. We get negative, and we get grouchy, and we get what, and we, we just, instead of going, I don't have what I need, or this is all I have, God, I'm giving you thanks anyway, will you multiply this? Amen. Amen. Think about that in our lives. There's so many situations where we go, it doesn't look right, it's not enough, it doesn't measure up, but you just take what you have and go... Here you go, God. Here's what I'm working with. He always shows up, doesn't he? We say, I'll be thankful when I have what I need. Thanksgiving is easy to do when you have what you need. Oh, we have everything that we need. I'm so thankful. Thanksgiving 2018. We're so thankful we have everything we need. And then we're thankful. I'll be thankful when the miracle happens. Right now, I'm angry. I don't understand. I'm going to be bitter. I'm not going to give thanks because it hasn't happened yet. And the miracle, and God's calling us to give thanks in all circumstances. Amen, all of them. The miracle happens when your heart is right. That's where the miracle happens. That's when God can go, okay, I see your heart. It's full of thanksgiving. You can handle it. And then the blessing and the miracle comes. I heard this at a conference. Uh, they said, so many Christians, so many Americans are running around going, I need to know my destiny. What's my destiny? We're so concerned with the big miracle, my calling, the destiny. What's my big destiny? Everybody, destiny, destiny, destiny. But if you just spend every day being obedient to the one thing He speaks to you in the day, to the things you're going to end up at your destiny. Focus on obedience. Oh, my destiny, my destiny, my destiny. Well, if you're just obedient in everything that He puts in your life, you're going to end up in your destiny. Mm -hmm. We put so much in the down here instead of the right here. I'll be thankful when this happens. Or, no, just handle this right here and God takes care of the rest. Amen. They were ungrateful for the small which means they were counting out God. When we're ungrateful for what looks to be the small, you are eliminating God from the equation. Amen. Amen. Thankfulness lets us see what we have. Thankfulness lets us see. A lifestyle of thankfulness lets us see what we currently have. And that's why the scripture said, you number your days and you spend them accordingly. Right? You number your days and you spend them accordingly. Well, how do you number your days and spend them if you don't? Well, you sit down and you go, thankfulness, and you, amen. Jesus knew that if I give thanks, my God can multiply. God puts things in our lives that are easily overlooked unless you're thankful. I believe God sends small things, right? The small fish. It said it was a small loaf. He puts these small things in our life and says, are they gonna be faithful with that? Are they gonna be faithful with that so that I can give them more? Well, God, it's just a fish. It's just a thing. How is anything gonna come of this? You look at little situations. Oh, it's just the setup team. Oh, it's just the prayer team. I'm not doing a lot in the kingdom. All these little small things, and they're not small. They're big. But all these little things were faithful, and all might not be that big, of it, but they don't know it. And God just uses it and uses it and uses it, and it becomes the multiplier. Amen. I thought about Maddie. She loves it when I talk about her, so I try to work it in. <laughs> when we were uh, when we were at our church in Howell, uh, on the east side, the youth group was in a house. It's really ratty, rundown house. It used to be a home daycare. It was so just very neglected, very untaken care of. And um, the youth group was really small. And she led worship for the youth group at like 15, right? Like not even driving. And um, and so a keyboard just like this in the back of just this crazy little room just all. And then her peers, you know, like it's, it's one thing to leave in front of a lot of people because you feel the comfort of a large room. But when you're on this keyboard in this crusty, rusty little house, you have like eight of your teenage friends sitting there. That's crazy, right? do that it's just and, and so she would come in and she would worship like she was just in a stadium just worship and worship and worship and i remember being in that situation thinking you know like in that like oh how did i get myself in this situation this church is crazy like i can't believe and i could have very much looked at the situation and like it's all small it's all small i can't do anything with this but instead we got involved we got grateful we started participating in people's lives people would speak negatively of maddie and I saw potential. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, look, I, I know what that is, but I know what God can do. So I pull her aside and say, hey, I heard what they said about you. That's not how they did. did it. Like, right, Maddie? Of course, she was young and crying, crying, crying. And I don't do good with crying, so I'm like, we're both uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I'm just telling you, you would love to think that advancement in ministry is like you go down to the Jesus Culture store and you just pick everything you need. That's not how it works. God's always looking at, and I'm so grateful that we we, we have Jesus culture quality. Like, uh, Amen. Right. I I wouldn't trade Maddie for a Carrie Job or anybody. Amen. Probably only Dave Matthews would be the only one. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> come out here. You're the only one, Maddie. That we'd. Yeah. She's like, I know that. <laughs> but but. If you look, you just gotta look at everything. So, okay, it's a couple fish, it's a thing, it's a but but God can do something in it. He can multiply it. I don't care what your start is or what your situation is, if you give thanks in it, then God's like, okay, let's do something in this. I believe He's gonna tell your family to go sit down. Hey, you you give me this, you put this in my hand, I'm gonna give thanks right now. Go tell everybody to sit down because this is about to be a thing. Amen? You just gotta be thankful, you gotta be appreciative. I um I thought about this i love when bill johnson says it's so important for us to continually focus on what god is doing not what he isn't doing oh i need this miracle oh i need this breakthrough god you know i want that promotion god you know i want this thing and we spend so much time looking at what he's not doing instead of entering into his courts with thanksgiving about all the things that he's already done focus on what he's already done in your life what do you and it's going to happen what he's going to do it's thanksgiving. It's, scripture says it's the will of God. It's the will of God for our life, for us to live that way. Uh, I love listening to the Tigers on radio. It's Jim Price and Dan Dickerson. And they do this really funny thing when a pitcher is pitching, and he'll throw a pitch, and the, the hitter will just blast it. And you can even hear it on the radio. It's like just just crack <coughs> against us, against the Tigers. And you just, oh, long, long, high, far. And then he'll go, foul. And so, like, the, the hitter, I mean, we just escaped one, right? Like, I mean, a couple more feet, that's a home run. And so, long, long, like <laughs> the hitter just got all of it. But it's Just a little bit foul. And I love those commentators uh, because long, 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 foul. And then they go, strike one. Because it's still a strike. It's a terrifying strike. <laughs> terrifying. Could have been a home run. But they still comically bring it back to strike. We got a strike there. It was a strike. And I think we need to keep sort of that same concept of like, we could go, oh no, my world! Look at that! It's going to happen again. Here it goes! It's going to happen. Again. Well, the record book says it was a strike. Instead, and we go, oh, it's going to be this again. But be thankful that you're breathing, you're living. He's with you. It may look crazy, but guess what? He's still with you. Does that make sense? <clears throat> my mother-in-law. We went camping uh, a couple years ago, and the whole just this whole side of her family all camped. All of us. It was like. It's her whole family. She has like 47 brothers and sisters, and, uh, and uh, we rented a whole campground and the whole lake, and uh, they just had a couple more kids right now. We're talking. Uh, so the whole family's there. And Connie, my mother-in-law, rents a pop-up camper. She doesn't have a camper, or someone tells her she can. I apologize if it was one of you. It may have been, but somebody gives her this pop-up camper to bring up there and so it was kind of last minute and they have 47 kids in their family so we had to get every campsite and so we got this kind of bad one it was like on this slope and uh, really hard to set up and it's all sandy and so like one of those camp campers that like you hear it coming into the campground, on <laughs> like all this stuff like oh, oh of course that's your mom that's it that's her yeah so my brother-in-law and I we uh we, we go, let's help her set up, we're gonna help her set up, she can't do this, and this thing was crusty, rusty, crazy. Like every time we're like, all right, let's set up this, and then my mother-in-law would be like, oh yeah, they said that broke off, we don't know how to open that. I'm like, ah. so we're like making tools just to try to get this thing open and leveled and set. And so we're starting to get frustrated. It's hot, it's our vacation, like stuff's falling out of it, there's probably like just dead mice everywhere, and just, it's crazy. And so we're growing frustrated. But not my mother in law. My mother in law around this the whole time. We're sitting up, we're sweating, it's crazy, stuff's not working. I think at one point we had to by hand push this camper back in the sand because I forget whatever crazy reason. Um, it, like, it couldn't go on the truck. She hauled it the whole way there by hand. I don't know. But she's walking around. Like it's the best day ever. We're just going on this thing is a mess and she has to stay in it. And she's like, "Do anyone want a drink? Do you want should we get out some snacks? Like she's having the best time of her life. And I'm thinking like, she might die in this thing. And then I was like, well, she might die in this thing. Just kidding. It's a mother-in-law joke, I love her dearly. But guess what? In that craziness. And and thankfully for me, I had a history of understanding that her family's not normal, so it was okay. (laughs) But, uh, But here's the deal her heart was actually right. She didn't care about the camper, she didn't care about the thing, right? She was having the best time. Her whole crazy family was all together at the campground. She was so thankful and so grateful, despite all the crazy and all the whatever, right? Are you with me? And I just think that that's God's design. That's God's desire. It's like he'll put that grace, he'll put that blessing on you no matter what. That's why the scripture said in all things we have the ability to give thanks if our heart is kept pure and kept true. You can walk through anything with thanksgiving if we have that kept right. Amen. I'll close with this. Many of you have heard this stuff on Facebook, but it's just so true for us to think about. It really all comes down to our perspective. What you complain about or what you're stressed about is something that somebody in the world is praying for or dreaming of having in their life. This struggle, this trial, this thing. Is that you got somewhere probably dreaming of a life like yours. Uh, I thought about it like this. Uh, if you have a car to complain about breaking down, you have a car. We have a house to complain about needing to be cleaned. Think about that. You run around like, oh, this house, is, <coughs> it's a mess again. Oh, they're, they're Kids' toys, right? Oh, these kids' toys are good. You have kids' toys. Your kids have toys that you can complain about having to clean up. Just think of perspective. It's all perspective. Our kids have food on their plate for us to complain that they never eat, right? But they have food on their plate. Like it's all perspective. We have to take the time to go. And I just thought about it like this. Our kids... You look down on them and you go, hey, you got their toys or you got their things in their life. And as their parent, I'm like, I know they want this, but until they learn to appreciate this, they're not getting to this. And I just wonder if it's the same way in the things of God. He gives us stuff, he sends us stuff, he blesses us with stuff. And if we continue to fail the gratefulness, the appreciation, the giving thanks, the offering praise, if we continue to fail that test, we can't move to the next level. Is that fair to say? It's so important, not just because it's the season of Thanksgiving, but it's the, it's the week of the year where we give thanks. No, we enter his courts. We live in a place of thanksgiving and gratitude because it says it's the will of God for us to live with thanksgiving. Amen?